Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Today is episode 363. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. Let's read our passage. Because our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with full assurance. You know how we lived among you for your benefit. And you yourselves became imitators of us and of the Lord, when, in spite of severe persecution, you welcomed the message with joy from the Holy Spirit. As a result, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia, for the word of the Lord rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place that your faith in God has gone out. Therefore, we don't need to say anything. For they themselves report what kind of reception we had from you, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Well, this is Paul's first letter to the church at Thessalonica. This is during the second missionary journey. Paul had come through Philippi, then left Philippi and went to Thessalonica. And then he had left there because of persecution, gone down to Berea, then Athens, and then Corinth. And it's during this 18-month period that he's in Corinth that he writes this letter, 1 Thessalonians. He had sent Timothy up to Thessalonica to check in on people, to help them in their development. And then Timothy had come back to him in Corinth and has given him a report. And based on that report, he's sending this letter to them. Well, at the end of the last episode, we saw this comment he made about the Thessalonians that they were chosen by God. That is, they are the elect, chosen. And now he's talking about giving some evidence of that, why he thinks they're chosen, why he knows they're chosen. So verse 5, he says, basically, I know this because our gospel did not come to you in word only. Now, he's not diminishing the word. You have to hear the gospel. You have to hear the gospel. It's it's spoken. And so it did come to them in word. But that wasn't the only thing. They didn't just hear the gospel and say, okay, yes, I believe that. There was more to it than that. This is the the evidence of uh, why he knows they're chosen, why he knows they're true believers. So the gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power. Now, he doesn't define what he really means there in power, but often in the Gospels, when we see the word power, it's used to describe the miracles. And we know they're miracles uh, in Paul's ministry, healings and casting out of demons and, and other such miracles. So there was likely a lot of miracles there in Thessalonica as they came to faith. So in word, not in word only, but also in power in the Holy Spirit. So, what's the difference there? Uh, well, the Holy Spirit isn't just miracles. The Holy Spirit is, I mean, if you look through the Bible, what are the things the Holy Spirit does? The Holy Spirit calls us, convicts us, enlightens us, transforms us, assures us, and comforts us. All these things are things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And Paul said that, I witnessed these things happening in your lives as you encountered the Holy Spirit. 
So it didn't just come in word, but also in power in the Holy Spirit and with full assurance. This one, what's he mean? And it could mean a couple of different or both things. Uh, assurance just means exactly that, uh, having the assurance. Who having assurance? It could be referring to those who preach the gospel, Paul, Silas, Timothy, as they presented the gospel. They did so with such assurance, so sure of themselves. Or it could be how the Thessalonians received the gospel, that they had such assurance in the gospel as they received it. I think he's probably referring more to the Thessalonians themselves. As we remember, one of the things that happened in Thessalonica was the Jews started a riot and dragged some of the believers into the arena before the city officials. And primarily it was Jason that they dragged there, but uh, he stood firm in his assurance of the gospel. So I think that's what he's referring to there. He goes on and says, You know how we lived among you for your benefit, and you yourselves became imitators of us and of the Lord, when in spite of severe persecution, you welcomed the message with joy from the Holy Spirit. I say, we, we were there. You all remember, it wasn't that long ago. We were there, and you received the gospel, and because of that, you imitated us. You used us as models of how you should live within the gospel. You look to us as examples to follow. And we're following the Lord, so the Lord is our example. And you're following us and following the Lord. And you became examples as you received this message of the gospel from the Holy Spirit. Now, I mentioned severe persecution. You were doing this even in spite of persecution. There was persecution. That, uh, initially, they came and presented the gospel. They went to the synagogue, as usual. But the, the Jews there started an uproar and actually started a riot. And uh, it was became very uncomfortable for the believers there. It was so nasty that they spirited Paul out of town and sent him down to Berea. And the Jews in Thessalonica were so upset, they followed Paul to Berea. Paul initially was having some good discussion with the Bereans about the gospel. Then the Thessalonian Jews showed up and started raising a ruckus there. There was persecution. Paul's commending the Thessalonian believers that you, you received the gospel, you clung to the gospel, in spite of the fact that there was public outroar and persecution. Then verse 7, he says, as a result, you, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. So initially, Paul, Silas, and Timothy were the examples, and the Thessalonian believers followed them and followed the Lord. But as a result of that, because of what the Holy Spirit did in their own lives, they themselves then became examples to everyone else. Thessalonica is in Macedonia, that northern part of Greece. Achaia is the southern part of Greece. It became known how they lived around that whole region there. So he says in verse 8, For the word of the Lord rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place that your faith in God has gone out. Therefore, we don't need to say anything. Now, does this mean that they've actually sent out missionaries with the gospel? 
Could be. I don't think so. What he says is that the, the word of the Lord rang out from you and your faith in God has gone out. Remember Paul's strategy. He, he would go to the cities and not just any city. He liked cities that were main travel routes for people going places. And Thessalonica is on the Via Ignatia. That's the uh, main east-west road that goes from Macedonia all the way to Rome. And it's a a major travel route on land. There's also a major port in Thessalonica. So there's a lot of coming and going of people traveling through Thessalonica. And and part of Paul's strategy is if you can get the gospel there in these major hubs where people are coming and going, that the gospel goes with the people. And so the Thessalonians probably aren't intentionally sending out messengers, but as they live their faith in Thessalonica, they encounter people who are traveling through. And some of the Thessalonians themselves who've come to faith themselves are traveling, not necessarily as missionaries, but they take the gospel with them as they travel. Paul says, therefore, we don't need to say anything in verse 9, for they themselves report what kind of reception we had from you, how you turned to God from idols and served the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, who be raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. So he says, we don't need to say anything about your faith, because it We're hearing it from people you have encountered. It says they themselves report. Who's this they? The people from Macedonia and Achaia and all over the place who have witnessed the faith of the believers in Thessalonica. Paul's hearing that. Wow, do you hear about those guys in Thessalonica? Wow, do they love Jesus. He says this is what we're hearing. Two things. One, how you received us, the kind of reception you gave us. Is that such an amazing thing to show hospitality to traveling preachers? Well, if there's a riot in progress where they're trying to have people put in jail for proclaiming what Paul and Timothy and Silas are proclaiming, and you still show great hospitality to them, that is noteworthy. So the fact that they received Paul and his companions, in spite of the uproar and persecution, yeah, that's noteworthy. But more importantly, how you turn to God from idols. So they're coming to faith. Paul says, we're hearing about this. You pe- People are talking about how you received us in spite of the persecution and talking about how you came to faith, how you turned from idols to the living God. And then he describes what that's like. You turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven. Two important verbs here. One is serve. That is, you didn't just believe, but you then also serve. You actually do something. You carry out the will of God. But also wait, because we don't know when Jesus is coming back. He's coming back sometime. And we're called to wait for that and serve while we wait. He mentions some more about Jesus, who God raised from the dead, and Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. This is speaking of the coming judgment, the return of Jesus. And as we wait on Jesus to return, we have the confidence he will rescue us from the coming wrath. 
because of the witness of his rising from the dead. So an interesting challenge here is people are talking. There's a buzz all over the region about the faith of the Thessalonians. The question there is, is there any buzz about my faith, your faith? Do people who encounter us say, wow, those people sure do love Jesus? And what would their report about us look like? Well, thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through First Thessalonians.